This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. Welcome to another edition of the DQ Podcast brought to you by Believe Network. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. I hope the week is treating you greatly. I'm actually recording this a few days earlier. By the time you get this in your um, whatever device you listen to this podcast on, got a crazy busy week ahead. So I figure I would get this out of the, this episode out of out of the way. You know, this past weekend's uh, Monster Factory Monster Mash was incredibly good. Really, really, really good. Kudos to... Um, four fans actually from Baltimore, Maryland area that came up to watch our show this past weekend. I couldn't believe it. They actually watched us at the Baltimore Taco Festival a few weeks back and I had explained to them about, hey, we have an event coming up on the 21st and they bought tickets. They said, when they said they were going to buy tickets, I'm like, okay, we'll see. And then they literally showed up in their um, Hawaiian shirts in uh, homage of our very own God of Dad by D.K. Lewis. So huge kudos to them and for all the fans that came out to support, you know, this past weekend, you know, for Monster Mash. And of course, it's leading up to Monster Factory's annual, if you can call it our WrestleMania, Turkey Slam, which takes place on November the 18th at at a 4 p.m. start. Tickets are on sale now at monsterfactory.org. I'm in a good mood because the Patriots won this weekend and they beat the Buffalo Bills. I can't believe it. I mean, again, I'm not giving up on my team, but it was it, we had we looked pretty bad the last few weeks. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I would just put out on Twitter, I hate football, but I love football again. So good win. It was a good comeback win. You know, showed what we're made of, and hopefully this can um we could pile on some wins and see what happens on the hopefully in the second half of this season. But this week, you know, Gabby is back on the show. Anytime I'm doing wrestling, you know, Gabby's going to be on. And Impact Wrestling just had her event, Bound for Glory, out in Chicago. And they announced that the previous name of the company, TNA, Total Nonstop Action, is back, baby, 2024. And their first event their first pay-per-view next year hard to kill will be the first event under the tna umbrella i'm really excited about it and me and gabby talk about we, we recap you know about glory and we talk about the past the present and the future of tna slash impact wrestling and let's not wait any longer my chat with gabby about tna starts right now 
ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring back once again the one and only Gabby. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. I always appreciate our time together when we get to chat wrestling. Absolutely. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Well, in case you've been hiding under a rock, if you've been on planet Mars or if they're trying to colonize the moon or something like that, um, Impact Wrestling will be rebranded to its original name, TNA, Total Nonstop Action. Um, it was at the at the, was at the end of their pay per view this past Saturday, Bound for Glory, that took place in Chicago. There was a I think a four minute video mm-hmm. of something like that, and you know there was wrestlers in the ring, and it says "We are TNA," and you know the fans were chanting "TNA, TNA." So I have you know fond memories you know of TNA. We'll talk about the history of it, um, but let's talk about Bound for Glory first, so we can get through that, and then we can kind of just go back into the time time machine, so to speak. And talk about um, TNA. Um, Bound for Glory, again, took place in Chicago. Over 2,500 fans that was there. Um, I know for the, I know the dark match was uh, MK Ultra. It was for the Knockouts uh, World Tag Team Championship. Um, it was Killer Kelly and uh, Masha Slamovich defeated Deanna Perrazzo and Tasha Steeles. My two Jersey girls and my two Patriot fans, <laughs> um, they they were, they unfortunately were not able to, you know, to uh, get the titles. But, you know, the pay-per-view starts off with Chris Saban um, defending the X Division Championship against Kenta by, by, by a pinfall. You know, when I think of Kenta, um, you know, obviously, you know, he you know he does his little pot shots at, you know, a certain someone from Chicago. But just a few years ago, he was in the WWE. And he is doing great. He is one of the people who was able to, I hate the expression, grab the brass ring, but he was one of the people to just like leave the WWE and was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to do great things without the WWE. And he has his matches with Leo Rush have been chef kiss, like mm-hmm. just a phenomenal talent. Yeah, because he had renamed himself Hideo Atami. You know, he went when he got the NXT, he wanted a whole new rebrand. And I just never figured it was, it was injuries, obviously, that was happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things. But I'm glad he's flourishing, you know, all across the Indies. I know he had a stop in AEW at one point mm-hmm. and, and all those other things. So I'm glad he's able to still get around and work. And that's awesome. And obviously getting in there, you know, with the Saban, I mean, the, you know, who's the who's who of when it comes to when I think about the X Division from back in the day, you know, I think of Chris Saban for sure. There's a Monster Balls, the Monsters Ball match. You know, when I think of Monsters Ball, I think that there's only one. Um, the one and only abyss but <laughs> pco defeated moose rhino and steve macklin and i mind you steve macklin you know was just the the impact world champion i wonder are they gonna are they still gonna do something with pco or you think they're gonna basically do something just mainly in the realm of something like this i i don't know it could go one it honestly could go one way or another um i think it was a very interesting group of gentlemen in that match um yeah for sure it kind of seemed like hey who's not doing anything right now all right throw them in this match because it just is a very interesting pairing i mean the match yeah. was, but i'm not sure where they go like with him moving forward right i mean because again for those that know or don't know you know pco once upon a time was uh pierre in wwe mm-hmm. and he was jean-pierre lafitte aka the pirate that stole brett the hitman heart's jacket <laughs> and now he's like the invincible PCO, where it's like you can run him over with a car, you can 
blow him up with a stick of dynamite and he'll still come back fighting. I mean, good grief. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and, and and honestly, like when I, again, like I said earlier, you know, obviously Abyss, that was his his signature match, you know what I mean? So just to be able to get a guy like PCO, you know, and kind of take the the baton, so to speak, to do those type of matches is, is still cool to pay homage to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, for the uh, Impact World Tag Team Championships, you had um ABC, which consists of the champions Chris Bay and Ace Austin. They defeated the Radicals, um Zachary Wentz and Trey Miguel. You know, I'm a huge fan of Chris Bay. Same. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, I feel as though he could be doing, again, he's an impact wrestling and he's doing an incredible job. He is just so multi-talented, not just in wrestling, but he, Mm -hmm. you know, an incredible musician as well. So I'm a huge fan of his. And I actually had a chance to meet him when I was backstage in impact about a year and a half ago when they were in Philly, ultra nice guy. And I'm glad that they are doing something with him, but I'm hopeful that down the road, you know, we he could be doing some other big things too. But um your thoughts on that match. I love Chris Bay. Um, I will forever be here for him and his talent. I appreciate him in the bullet club. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate him in a tag team. I would love to see him with a, a solo push soon. Um, I'm not pushing, I'm not forcing it. And I can appreciate the fact that he has said multiple times, like he loves Impact. And while WWE is everyone's dream, he is happy in Impact because everyone's like, "When you go into the E, when you go into the Fed," and he's like, "Nah, I kind of like it here." Um, not saying never, never saying never, rather, but I actually enjoyed my time in Impact. So, kudos yeah. to him. And I think, and the cool thing is, even when you're working Impact, you can still work. You can do at, other things. Absolutely. So it's good that you're still getting the TV exposure. But at the same time, still being able to work these indies. And I mean, hey, you never know what hidden gems that these guys can find, too. You know what I mean? When you're working some of these other indie companies. So that he can still do his music and focus on other things in his life. I don't know if WWE would allow him to push his music and do what he wants to do in his personal life as much as he would like to. Because WWE, honestly, they kind of own your personal life, too, whether they want to admit it or not. Well, our truth. Remember, our truth. He rec- he re-releases his music as Ron Killings, not our truth. So, as long as you're doing it independent from them, that's on you. You know what I mean. But mm-hmm. as long as you're not using their their in their um IP, you know, as your name, then you know, then hey, you could you're, you're kind of free to do whatever you want to do. But um, up next, Will Osprey and uh, Mike Bailey, they got a lot of time. They got uh, almost 18 minutes. It was actually 17 minutes, 58 seconds to be exact. You know, somebody was on Twitter yesterday and they were saying that um, they didn't think that Brian Danielson was the best wrestler in the world. And I, I chimed in. I said, well, and I asked the girl, so who do you think it is? She's like, no, who do you think? And I said, to be honest, right now, I believe it's Will, it's Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. I think right now, and I don't know if you remember um, Jericho, and he said it in a promo, but this is actually true because he actually did talk to him mm-hmm. where he basically told him to kind of slow down and preserve your body because it's going to burn out pretty quickly. If you, you want to keep I mean? wrestling at this level 10, 20 years from now, you have to slow down. Like you can't be out here every week like Darby Allen taking these ridiculous bumps. Like, yeah, I know. But I mean, he put he put on some size. Number one, yeah, he definitely packed on a few. And and obviously, January he's going to be probably one of the hottest. There's going to be a lot of free. Let's call it for what it is. January 2024, it's going to be a lot of folks are coming up. Haven. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. So between AEW contracts that are um that are coming up, 
um, in people that are in New Japan, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et you know, there's going to be a lot of moving around. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces, and we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a lot of bar. It's going to be a lot of negotiation. You know what I mean? Because and, and, and MJF is not you know shy about it. You know, he's basically saying he's going to go to the highest bidder. He doesn't care who it is. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. If you know you, if you know your worth, you know you're going to say, hey, listen, I'm I'm deserving of this price, and that's why. And I hope that Will Osprey has that same mindset, but. Wherever he lands, you know, he's a he's he's a great get because I think he's a main event caliber superstar. And I feel as though that wherever he is, he's really going to bring the best out of whoever he's going to be in the ring with. Me personally, if he is at the E, would I like to see him wrestle Seth off the bat? That would be cool. But I, will, I that can be later on. You can build it. You can build it. Because Plus, I was... mean, it's Will Ospreay. He can go up against anybody and have a great match. Like, let's not play this game. Yes, you obviously want to see him against, like, your Romans and your Seths, and you want to see him in there with, like, Shinsuke, sure. But, like, he can also go up there with AJ Styles. He can go up there with essentially anyone on that roster and put on a great match. I mean, let's not forget, too, the uh, the match that riled up Big Van Vader a few years ago um, when it was the match that Ospreay had against Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, because that match went viral, like Quickly. big time. I, I think it was mm-hmm. maybe 2016, 2017, I think. And Vader got a lot of heat for it, got rest of soul, but he had got heat for it from the fans because there was like, it could, it, I guess from Vader's perspective, that wasn't pro wrestling to him. You know what I mean? That's not the wrestling that he, the business. I was going to say, that's not his pro wrestling. But if you think about when that match was, like, it was prime. Yeah, Prime. you know what I mean. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm looking for here, but like, yes, in Vader's eyes, I can see where he would be like, that's that flippy dippy shit that everyone talks about. Right? Yeah, the, fl- the flippy can flop, see right. But like at the end of the day, they still put on a damn good match. And yes, they had their spots, absolutely. But here we are. Yeah, but like I said, he uh, he did beat um Mike Bailey in, in an incredible match. But up next was the. 20-person intergender call your shot gauntlet where the winner receives a trophy in the contract. They can invoke any time within one year of a championship match of their choosing. Um, some notable names that were in this, uh, I guess, I mean, there's only 20, I guess I can go through all of them. There was Jake something, um, Eddie Edwards, Kenny King, Juventu Guerrera, Johnny Swinger, Giselle Shaw, um, Jody Threat, Kylan King, Sonny Kiss, and we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Bully Ray, always ready, Matt Cardona, Jordan Grace, Eric Young, Joe Hendry, Brian Myers, Heath, Frankie Kazarian, Rich Swan, Jonathan Gresham, and Dirty Dango. But a few shows ago, you know, we were talking about, you know, Sonny Kiss and mm-hmm. where we were thinking he was gonna land. And you and I came to the to the consensus that impact will be the place for him. And here we are. Total surprise. I love it. And actually, and for once, I love actual surprises that do not get spoiled. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mm-hmm. follow the dirt sheets. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still love a good, genuine surprise. And I was not expecting Sunny Kiss. So, like, I was excited for number one to get surprised because we do not get surprised anymore. And number two, no. Sunny Kiss. Like, absolutely. Um, hopefully, they are able to shine and put on some great matches. Um, Impact or TNA is really great with 
intergender wrestling. They mm-hmm. do a great job handling Giselle Shaw, pushing mm-hmm. her. Like, I just think that they genuinely support their talent the best way they can, unlike other companies. Well, let's not forget, too, that they have women in production. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. Gail Kim, who's one of them. And I don't know if she's there now, but I know when I, again, when I went backstage about a year and a half ago, Christy Hemme was also mm-hmm. working backstage in production. So there you do have women that are, that are in those spaces. That's I think matters. absolutely because as much as obviously it was a male dominated sport, you know, for decades, even when the fabulous Mula had her 28 year reign as champion or whatever the case may be, it was still a male-dominated sport, mm-hmm. and women were just seen as a sideshow or as a special attraction. Were the valets mm-hmm. or, or valets, right, right, right? So now it's like you really have these women that can go. And I remember when Gail Kim debuted in, in you know, in WWE, and, and she won the title, you know. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, and I'm like, this girl can really, really go. And then the fact that you know, obviously, her second run didn't go as well. I think she eliminated herself in that battle royal on mm-hmm. Raw, and she just said, "F it, I'm out of here." And, you know, she definitely has found her home truly at Impact. She had those those banger matches with um with Kong. You know what I mean? Like, those matches were incredible. So mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, getting back to the, to the topic of, you know, Sunny Kiss, the fact that you do have women in production, agents, all those things, I think that's a lesson that some of the other companies can kind of take a look at as far as saying, okay, Impact's doing this, and they're uber successful at it, and here's why. Mm-hmm. You need some women in there. Mm-hmm. making decisions mm-hmm. agreed so again jordan grace was the winner of the um of that call your shot into gender uh battle royal and she gets to invoke her, cha- her i guess her championship match within one year and call me crazy i would not be shocked if she calls her shot against whoever the the tna world heavyweight champion is i would love to see it i think jordan grace is great i think she's highly underrated i appreciate the fact that she made the top 10 this year of pwi i'm excited Mm -hmm. for her for that um i'm here for it well i mean here's the thing number one she's strong i mean have you seen her oh my god like first of all her transformation body-wise you know what I mean? Because she was always a thick girl, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I know she had did. She was doing um some fitness, some fitness modeling, or whatever the case. And she was doing bodybuilding. I um, mean, her husband cut up too now. Like they yeah, both jo- Jonathan. They yeah, both absolutely. cut up. Mm-hmm. But Jordan, but Jordan actually, she competed earlier this year in mm-hmm. bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about, she was incredibly shredded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I want to look. Like that. <laughs> I'm serious. I said, I'm jealous. I want to look like that. You know? But that's awesome. And I think with that type of look, you know what I mean? Because when Tessa Blanchard won the title, I was kind of like, eh, eh, I don't know. Tessa's Jordan, never done it for me, so that's fine. Nah. I respect that. And I wasn't, you know what? And I wasn't even talking about her past or anything like that. Just, no, I wasn't either. I'm talking about in general. Like, even before yeah. all that nonsense came out. Like, yeah, like yeah, I just, yeah. she just never really. No, no. Personality is lacking right. there. I, I just, but I feel as though with Jordan Grace, with her presence, her first of all, her look. Mm-hmm. In her gear, which is super important, that supports that look. Mm-hmm. I mean, even let's just say she challenged, she she calls her shot for the for the heavyweight title, and even if she loses, the fact is that 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 puts so much credibility on her. 
You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. it's saying, hey, you know, anytime, any place, and someone that believable that looks the way that she does can, you know, can, can maybe maybe be the champion. You just Absolutely. never know. So let's see. We had um in the in the semi-main. Oh, and by the way, she uh Jordan and Grace actually threw out Bully Ray. I, and I okay, thought, so um, like let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that Bully Ray is now being used for what he should have been used for is to put talent over. Like Bully Ray winning matches drove me. Like, and I'm saying he can't win. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying mm-hmm. the fact that Bully Ray won so many matches actually drives me insane. <laughs> um, because like he's, the, I understand like he's still got it, and I'm not saying that that he shouldn't win matches. But mm-hmm. like he should at this point in his career, he needs to be putting folks over, mm-hmm. and. He wasn't doing that for me. So the fact that he went into this match and he put over Sonny Kiss, he put over Jordan, like he actually got his ass beat. Like I could appreciate that he's finally like, okay, I don't want championships at this point. Like mm-hmm. I need to work with the younger talent. But I don't know if you remember the very, very first all in from 2018. They went nose to nose in that battle royal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm which I thought was really, really cool that they were able to do, that they were able to do that and kind of rekindle rekindle that a little bit, you know what I mean? But yeah, that was, I I thought it was great in the fact that he was, that he was very, very selfless in Mm -hmm. in doing so, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you see it all the time where you may have a veteran, I'm not putting over a woman. And I'm just like, no, because she's, she looks like, she looks like she could beat a dude's ass, plain and simple. And she I mean, did in that match. So absolutely. So kudos, like I said, kudos to her, you know, for winning that battle Royal and let's see what happens. You know what I mean? She's already but, called out Trinity. So I'm here for it. Yeah. And, and speaking of speaking of Trinity, nice segue. I might add <laughs> the, uh, it was a co-main event. It was a Trinity against Mickey James. Uh, for the impact knockouts. Oh, yeah. Incredible match. They got 12 minutes, which I think you can get a lot done in 12 minutes. You know what I mean? And I'm really liking the fact that we're seeing the best version of Trinity, in my opinion, because to me, like, <sighs> with with the previous company she was in, because again, this is not me burying the WWE, and I want to I want to make that mm-hmm. very, very clear. There are just certain things that you can and cannot do. And I just feel mm-hmm. as though now that we're seeing this best version of her, because she can freaking wrestle. That, and like you said, she can creatively do what she wants. She can do some of those uh, not as WWE moves, we'll say. Um, yeah. She's able to go out there and honestly have fun. And having fun is part of it, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying that no one has fun in the E. Like, that's absolutely not what I'm saying. But right. you can tell the difference between someone that has a match, Trinity in the E versus Trinity in Impact. You can just, like, tell. Like, the matches just flow better. They just, you can tell she's having fun and she's enjoying what she's doing. So I love that for her. And Mickey James? Mickey, Mickey well, still got it. <laughs> listen, Mickey... When it when it's all said and done, she's truly going to be. If there was ever, if they put the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling, and I mean for real, and this is not being you know, you know, knee jerk reaction or anything like that, but if they you know, with the, when it's all said and done, and they're saying, okay, who are the top four women's wrestlers of all time? You got to put Mickey James up there. Absolutely, you, you not have even to. Debate. Not even debate. You have to, and and what I mean by that is just. Her body of work in every place that she's been, you know what I mean? And when uh, when she offic- when she eventually, you know, hangs up the boots, 
you already know she has an incredible mind for the biz. I don't know if you knew or not, but when um when they did um the women's pay-per-view for NWA, it was called pa- it was called Power. Oh god, I forget the name of it now. I think it was about 2 years ago. It was during the NWA so god. It was NWA weekend, but they had um they had it was an all women's pay-per-view with the NWA. She was the executive producer of that show. Mickey mm-hmm. James. Mickey James actually recently in Maryland, uh, she teamed with uh, Maryland have an NWA championships of wrestling. Um, and they put on, I think she put on like a clinic for people that wanted to get in the business. Um, I mm-hmm. believe it was like a week long clinic or maybe two weeks clinic with Mickey James where she put mm-hmm. on. Right. Um, yeah. Like she's trying to help the current talent and bring up the new talent which i can appreciate because again like she doesn't live in maryland she just she pretty much had to be here for two weeks to assist other people like that's not in anyone's contract like that's not something that she wanted to do on her free time it's something that she wanted to do to help the next person and i can appreciate that she actually has a twitter page um for that what she does because she actually does seminars mm-hmm. and i followed the i'm trying to look for the page now on instagram because I actually follow it on Instagram as well as on. Um, I want to say it got. She mentioned it on busted open that it got flagged or she got taken or something like that. Oh no, and that's and that's why I can't find it. Yeah, I remember her mentioning it on busted open that she was upset that they pulled her page when it wasn't spam. It was her promoting what she does, and they right. pulled it. I remember her saying that actually. Yeah, but she definitely. Well, again, she definitely has you know a wealth of knowledge. You know, she's been there. She's wrestled for the big companies, and the fact that she's able to. You know, where and again, these are matches that, hey, you know, if this was in the other company, it, it probably would it would have been cool. But I think on this on this stage, this gets more. I think this is going to help their viewership. At you know, and I'm hoping that they get a bigger TV deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I mean, a lot of people I have access TV. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't. So I think that maybe somehow, some way, maybe getting back on was it this was it called Paramount TV now, whatever it mm-hmm. is not spike tv anymore i mean getting on a on a station like that that can hey listen there's enough talent there for them to do that but are they going to do it live well we'll have to see that is that is a cost that yes. is a hefty cost because i think they do maybe three weeks at a time mm-hmm. they do their tv taping so mm-hmm. they i mean it's, it's a cost saving you know you know effect and i get that but there's nothing like live TV wrestling, unfortunately. And I mean, if this was the if this was 40 years ago, we wouldn't be caring because no one knew that that stuff was taped. But right. now that there's the internet and everything. That's you know, that's eventually the spoilers are going to get out, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the issue too with T- a lot of their oh, TNA. Um, a lot of the issue is too is that they tape these things and like the spoilers get out pretty much immediately. So yeah. unfortunately. With me, sometimes I don't want to watch it when I know what happens. Unless there's a match on there that I'm just like, okay, I need to see this match. For the most part, if, like, for instance, uh, AEW and um, Rampage on Friday, mm-hmm. I don't watch that. Because unless there's a match on there that I want to watch because it's pre-taped, I can Google and find out what happened. I'm not even, I don't have to Google it, honestly. All I gotta do is log on to Twitter and it tells me because that's that's the thing to do these days is to tweet what happened live. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that will, their new year, new changes will bring upon some 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 stuff <laughs> definitely definitely this episode of the dlu podcast is brought to you by goalie nutrition as someone who's used goalie for quite some time i can tell you that they're not only very good but they're very beneficial my favorite are the super green gummies 
The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. And of course, um, in the main event was um, Alex Shelley defending the Impact World Championship against Josh Alexander. That match goes uh, 22 minutes, 32 seconds. You know, I was very surprised that um because again i was talking about steve macklin earlier because he you know he dropped the title mm-hmm. so quickly to, to alex shelley i'm like this is and i said this is like wow and i did mm-hmm. not expect that and he's having a, a lengthy title run you know what i mean and um obviously josh alexander was a former champion in his own right so you know great match you know by two you know grizzled old veterans mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, again i think it's cool you know when you have you know so much experience in one company and that's and that's the key. It's not a lot. Like if you notice, like people that are in, you know, like impact, these are people that have been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have but, a good mix of newbies. Like you got your Chris Bays, and then you also have like your veterans, like your Bully Rays that are running around. And I can appreciate it because it gives the younger the younger talent a chance to learn and do more and take it back to the old school. Sometimes, like yeah, the flippy dippy shit's great, but sometimes like old school mechanic telling a story telling a story yeah and i you know it's crazy danny cage my my coach at monster factory says it all the time constantly where wrestling is a whole lot more than just moves it is because you can listen somebody can do a freaking 450 off the top of a ladder get the holy shit pop and then what else Mm -hmm. like okay what else and then now you're desensitizing fans of like they've seen that spot already, then if you do it again later on tonight, it's not going to matter because they've seen it already. Right. So as much as, and, and I, I like talking wrestling with people, but when people say, oh, this is corny because it is, I, I want to see chair shots. I want to, I said, well, hold your horses. I said, because chair shots to the head is not a thing anymore. I said, there's a thing called, you know, concussions, there's CTE. <laughs> right. There's, there's been advances, obviously, in studying with medicine that, you know, you can't be, taking chair shots to the head because bad things can happen to you. So I mean, do you want a chair shot to the head? I don't think you do. No, so, no. Hard pass. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, hard pass. Exactly. So, <laughs> well, that, like I said, that does it for that pay-per-view. Like I said, and uh, we're going to move on and talk about uh, what happened after that was the announcement that TNA is coming back effective in 2024. And TNA is now going to be 22 years old next year. They started in the summer 2002 and they were doing weekly pay-per-views. That was, that was their television. That was their distribution mm-hmm. pay-per-views for nine 99 a week. That's how you got to see. So back then when you, you know, you got to see all these new names, you, you saw some old names, you know, you saw some veterans coming in there. It was obviously the company was started by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett and they wanted to have an alternative, you know, for what was going on, because there was at, at that point, there was only one game in town. That was the WWF WWE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do something different. And obviously Ring of Honor had just got started too. like, it was crazy how like Ring of Honor and TNA started the same year. 
insane. Mm -hmm. And they're still around. But there, I mean, when you got to know these names, you were getting to know like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazan. Like all these guys were coming in and out. And obviously you had Raven coming in there. Then I know at one point, I know Vince Russo was run was running the show at one point. Dusty Rhodes was there. So there, there was a lot of people coming in and out. And again, it was a mix of the of, of legends, you know what I mean? That just kind of wanted to get one more run or whatever. And you had this crop of talent that just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I remember reading about Samoa Joe in WoW magazine back in 2000, 2001. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When he was first getting started. So you knew about so if you are a hardcore fan, if you got if you bought the magazines, if you bought it, you know, if you read the dirt sheets or whatever, you knew who some of these people were. And I had nothing but high hopes for the company. What was your so when you first heard about TNA, you know, changing their name, what was going through your mind when when that uh when, when that announcement was made? So I was highly confused because I think there's so much history in the impact name. And I was like, why are we changing it? Like, are we trying to rewrite history? Like, what's happening right here? Because when you think of TNA, you think of the woo-off. You think of all of these great memories when TNA, everyone was like, Impact. And honestly, at this point anyway, and I'm guilty of this as well, I used to call Impact TNA, and I still call it TNA. And I know Same it's here. not, Same like, we all, because in my mind, it's TNA. TNA. <laughs> right. Um so like most of like people get pissed at me about that too and it's like mm, really yeah people get pissed at me over it um people making my comments when i used to, when i made it i think i made my one of my Jay lethal videos i refer mm -hmm. to it as impact tna people are like it's not tna FN. okay whatever you want to call it that's right sure you're right i'm not gonna fight you you are right but like history um so i am super excited and again i was super confused when they changed it from impact because it's like it'd be like NWA changing its name like there's so much history in that title so much history in that company it's like mm -hmm. huh this is different the WWE had to change their name because like legal issues they had to go from the WWF to WWE so like that's yeah. one thing but, like it's yeah. I don't know the, it, the it, world the world wildlife fund was like uh -uh. Uh -uh. we're not doing that today <laughs> or tomorrow uh, we're gonna yeah. do that name back um but that makes sense right because you're being sued like yeah you gotta change your name absolutely trademarks trademarks matter but I don't I just never understood the change and maybe because me and you are older it's forever it's it's tna to us like think about it think about this for a second and i just i just dug this up again the name tna it was actually nwa total non-stop at total non-stop action mm -hmm. then uh, that was in 2002 then from 2004 to 2017 was tn it was basically tna mm -hmm. it turned to impact as a brand in march of 2017 you know what i mean Ooh, so because the, but think about this though the name of the actual sh programming was called TNA Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. That mm -hmm. was the name. Like that was the name of the program. So I'm assuming that they're still going to keep that keep that going because it makes sense. That's how it was before. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, they had that little. Um, I think maybe in the middle of uh, 2017. I know they were trying to change it to Global Force once. I think Jeff got the company back or something like that, and then that kind of went away and. It was still, you know, Impact Wrestling, mm -hmm. but I just truly believe that that company was solely responsible for so many gems, hidden gems that you would have never known about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, think about if there was no TNA. 
no one would have heard angle run. I mean, like there are that, so many yeah. memories. I the people are there's an argument out there that Kurt Angle's TNA run was better than his WWF WWE run. I'll die on that hill. I will die on that hill. I can't argue it because it's like the the banger matches that he first of all that match he had with Abyss where my man did the somersault off the stage. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, Perk Angle. Perk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know he hates that. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like I will. I will die on that hill. Like Kurt Angle had one of his best runs in TNA. Like Matt Hardy discovered broken Matt Hardy and Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, there's just I mean, obviously, if you look at um, Beer Money, yep, America, and then America's Most Wanted before that, and then you had um, oh my goodness, you had the million, you had the um, the the, the main event Mafia when Booker T was doing that African accent, the Jamaican accent, man. It was yep. hilarious. Just... You had Jay Lethal in the woo-off. You had Ric yeah. Flair. That's where AJ Styles, a lot of them were in there. Like, a lot of people, there's a lot of history and impact that people kind of casually skip over, and I wish they wouldn't. I was, what I was, what I didn't enjoy at first was when it was becoming WWE light a little bit, because it was, it was being, it was being presented that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of the biggest mistakes they made was when he brought Hogan in. I'm probably right, going to okay. get bashed no, for that. I'm not bashing you. For I rem- you I my knew- stance on that. I was rem- I I was in Times Square. I think maybe in maybe November, December of '09, mm-hmm. and in Times Square they had a billboard, not the the, the digital ones because I don't think they were doing full digital yet. Mm-hmm. But it had Impact Wrestling. There was Hogan in the middle, and I said, uh, I don't know. I would have had him on there because yeah, he's Hulk Hogan. He's gonna bring a name, but like I don't he's know if I'd bring, have I had my I, focal point, like my nah, visual. Because of anything else, because obviously we didn't know that Jeff Hardy was gonna show up. We didn't know that Flair was gonna show up. But if I would have put the the Joes and the Styles and all those guys, that's still New York City, and a lot of New York wrestling fans know who they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I understand they wanted to garner, you know, uh, the, the 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 casuals, as people like to say, the casual fan. But that's something I wasn't necessarily a fan of of him getting involved because it just eh, just didn't make sense to me. I will be interested to see what Jeff Jarrett has to say. I don't think he has anything really to say because you figure he's, he has a very important job in AEW. He, but uh, he did say that he was hurt when they did not invite him to the anniversary show this year. Mm. He did make a pot. I mean, it, we didn't make a full podcast about episode, but they brought it up. Conrad brought it up to him. Um, and mm whatever episode they were taping around then right. he did say that his feelings were hurt that he was not invited um so that i don't think the, that yes. he'll i don't think he'll have a, like a full-on like episode about it but i do i am curious to see the cl- i don't listen to jeff jared's podcast like that i listen to clips um so i'd be curious to what clips kind of emerge this week or next week um regarding that because like i said he did say that his feelings were a little hurt that he was not invited he understood why right. he wasn't invited but deep down his feelings were hurt. I think Connie will bring it up this week on the sh- on the oh, show. Oh, for sure. I'll so he'll bring it up. He'll he'll bring it up as far as say, hey, um, <laughs> rumor and innuendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Conrad Thompson, the pod father and the uh, the owner of adfreeshows.com. Um, he basically has a ton of he got a, he got the podcast game on a lot let's and honest. and let's no see. but he's also solely responsible for a lot of people coming back to wrestling like tony shivani mm-hmm. uh bruce pritchard was not interested in getting he back puts on starcast um yeah he, starcast yeah mm-hmm. 
he's, he's a very he's, big name in the wrestling community. Absolutely. Regardless so, of how you may feel about him. Yeah, I'm, 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 I've taught I've taught the Conrad offline. He's a sweetheart. He's a good guy yeah. from from my interactions with him. So again, kudos to Connie. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, so they said that Hard to Kill is going to be the first, I guess, branded pay per view under the TNA umbrella, mm-hmm. and now that the new year is coming, and as I said, mentioning some maybe some free agents and that type of thing. Could we see some people show up now that TNA is back? You know, names that we may have not thought that we would see again. You know what I mean? Will there be? I think it's possible. Um, But we also have to keep in mind too, some of the big hitters that were signed to TNA are all at AEW now. And they have that relationship where they can kind of float around and pop up on impact if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I think you're going to get AJ Styles there? No, he's a fed guy. He ain't popping up over there. That's don't think that, but I'm not saying you might not get the Hardy boys. They might show up. They're probably not gonna put on a <laughs> probably not gonna put on a ladder match. No, um, but they might pop up over there because again, AEW leaves their talent leaves the window open for talent to kind of float around a little bit. Um, but as far as names that we haven't seen from in a while, I wouldn't rule it out because again, nostalgia makes people do things. So if there, if the rumors, I'm sure there are rumors floating that TNA was coming back. People are like, oh, hmm, you know what? Let me go. Let me go see what that's about. And Will Ospreay had nothing but the nicest things to say about his experience there, the backstage mm-hmm. atmosphere, which, again, I can totally vouch. It is such a lax. And I'm not talking about lax in the sense of people lallygagging or whatever. No, it's just such a chill environment. It's not everyone, uptight. It's not intense. No, it's not, no, right? no, yeah. no, no. So, you know, literally everyone, everyone's getting along. Everyone's mm-hmm. helping each other out. Wrestlers helping each other out with promos and all these other things. So... I got to see. I I got a bird's eye view of what that of what it's like being there. So, you know, for a lot of young wrestlers that are out there, that's on the indies, and a lot of people that I know personally, man, you know, and and, and I think Impact will be a great place for them to to go because mm-hmm. right now, I mean, hey, listen, t- once upon a time, t- remember TNA was the number two company in the world. Mm-hmm. Let's give them their flowers because I mean they were getting about a million views a week. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, WWE is barely getting 2 million views a week. Because this is a different, it's a different, how we how we consume entertainment now is far different than what it was 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because you're dependent on clicks on social media, whether it's YouTube clicks, um, Twitter slash X, um, Instagram, um, the list goes on and on of, um, of how people can consume their wrestling because mm-hmm. it is a, it is a lot of content out there it, it mm-hmm. is you know i don't want to say it's uh it's 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 an overflow but i just think it is a lot of content to consume and i just think that using some of those social media platforms as, as far as your viewership i think is super important too so what the rating what their ratings could be if they got on a, on a major network i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure there'll be enough fans that'll tune in if you have those if you have the channels in those markets even if you're just tuning in to be nosy, you still counts. But if but but think about it, you could be nosy and you can get hooked just like that. And that's what I mean, right? You're tuning in because you're being nosy. And next thing you know, like, oh, okay, this is great. And regardless if you're being nosy, if you're uh, your count, your view is a view. So, right. So I mean, like I said, you know, like I said, this is going to happen effective January of 2024, where this, where you know, where the where the name change is going to be. And like I said, I'm really interested to see. Number one, to bring are they going to bring the old belts back? 
You know what I mean? They actually, I did read yes. They are. Right, yes. All but right, one yes. thing they're not bringing back is, is the six-sided six six-sided <laughs> ring. But, but, here's what I would suggest. Because, again, you, you said it best. Nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. If they if they did um if they did one of you know one of their long term pay per views or whatever and maybe once or twice a year bring back the six sided ring, mm-hmm. don't make it a permanent thing because obviously you know it's, people get tired of it quick or whatever. But if you just maybe a little time here, a little there or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that's good because it brings you back. Because why bring TNA back if you're not going to bring back some of the TNA classic things? I mean, you think of TNA, you think of that six sided ring. If you know TNA, you think of a six-sided ring. So, like, again, if you want to sprinkle it here and there, like, maybe not the first pay-per-view, but, like, maybe bring it back in the summertime, then bring it back again in the winter. Slammiversary, cool. I think, so to be honest with you, I think Slammiversary would be a perfect time to do it. You yes. know what I mean? Slammiversary would be a good event to do it. And, like, oh, Brown for Glory, one of the oh, Victory Road, those old, the, the, the original, mm-hmm, the you know, pay-per-view, the, the OG pay-per-views that they used to do, you know, and bringing back the six-sided ring because... Don't know if you knew that or not, but Hogan did not like the six sided ring, which is why they got rid of it when he got there. He didn't understand it. He didn't, he really just eh. that checks out. <laughs> right, right, right. So I mean, it's like, well, it was it was completely different. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm just hoping that what, what you know, however this rebrand goes, you know, the fact that they announced it, you know, at this pay per view is that obviously the last one of the year. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, huge. But you mentioned this um a little bit ago, and I want to touch base on it a little bit because I want to give I want to give some love to some people. But you mentioned the PWI women's top 250 in the world. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. I have the top 10 here. You know, at number 10, it was Jordan Grace. Number nine was uh Camille Brickhouse. Number eight, Willow Nightingale, my girl. Number seven, Deanna Perrazzo. Athena was number six. Tom Nakano was number five. Jamie Hayter was number four, Bianca Belair number three, Julia number two, and number one was Mommy Rhea Ripley. Um, which which one of those um stood out to you the most? Uh, so I'm gonna catch a little heat for this, but it's fine because I'm gonna put on my tank top. I could argue Rhea not being number one. The okay. reason being okay. is because I think that she is over as hell. I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. She definitely has the it factor, but the quality of her matches, as far as who she, like, she's going against, like her matches and her defenses mm-hmm. aren't quite hitting for me. Um, and I'm not saying she hasn't had good matches. Obviously, her and Charlotte killed it at Mania. Like, we, I'm not going to deny that. But at the same right. time, like if you're looking at the quality of her matches and the content, I don't know if it's number one quality. Um, I like the top 10. I could argue the placement in the top 10. Now, if you had the I pencil. I think Athena should have been higher. Okay. So if you had the pencil, which some of the ones you would have swapped out, where Athena should have been, or where should Rhea have been? I would have liked to see Athena in the top three. Okay. I don't argue Rhea being in the top three or four. Bianca obviously needs to be up there. We're not going to argue that. Um, but I do think that Athena has put Ring of Honor on her back. 
And I think mm-hmm. that she Indeed. has put on amazing matches. Mm-hmm. I think that she's over there killing it. I think Athena's on the best run of her career. And I think that she's often overlooked. Um, I don't think her being number again, I don't I don't agree with her being number six. I think that she should have been higher on that list. I'm not saying she needs to be number one. Oh, actually, she honestly, if you look at the quality of her matches versus Rhea Ripley's, you could argue her being again top three, maybe top two. Um but I think Athena needs to get more love than what she's getting. Uh, I mean, even her promos, the minion and training thing. It's weird, but it freaking works. They're, again, Athena's out there killing Ring of Honor. And because people don't watch Ring of Honor, she's not getting the credit she deserves. Right. And I mean, and I think that's more or less that falls on Tony Khan in regards to getting, you know, getting Ring of Honor, especially in the women's side 100%, of things. 100%. Because yeah, I feel I think- it interesting that you have these, Matt, you have these pay-per-views where you have, MJF defending on Adam Cole defending and you have mm-hmm. Samoa Joe defending and then you stick Athena in a six person tag or whatever in the pre-show it's like so let me get this straight you want me to take Ring of Honor seriously but you have your women's champion and like an eight women's an eight person tag that was just thrown together like I don't even understand how that match got there but yet you have Samoa Joe and Claudio and um uh, you're Eddie Kingston out here defending these belts on the national stage, but then you got Athena who's like, Oh no, my bad, y'all. Don't be mad, don't blame and blow me up. I wasn't booked for the show, like, it's not a me thing, it's you talk to whomever. Um, so that I, I kind of struggle with that. And I believe me and you talked about that before, where like the women's are not the women are not getting their due justice, and it, it just bothers me, yeah. I mean. Looking at I was just looking at some of the lists. Um, Becky Lynch was at twenty nine. EO Sky was listed at twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was I was just I was just very very shocked that Becky was as low as she was, considering you know how she yeah. was booked, you know what I mean. Bailey being like whatever twenty six or twenty seven was wild to me too because it's like I understand why she's there. She has not had the the matches that she normally has. She's been kind of more being in the background and good for Bailey. But it's but Jade insane Cargill, to me. But Jade was listed at number 14 and at 15 was Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. Oscar, it was just like, wow. Oscar should have been in that top 10 too. Oscar was yeah. right there at 11, I think. Number 11, number 11, yeah. She could have been in that top 10 easily. Um, She should have been in that top 10. But it's two, uh, two ladies that I want to give some love to right now. And I actually had an opportunity. I've worked with them. Um, one is uh Gabby Ortiz out of Philly, you monster factory girl. I love you. Um, she's ranked number two forty five in the world. Congrats to her. Um, she you, you can actually see her uh, featured on our docu series on Apple TV, um, Monster Factory. She has a compelling story. I think it's something you can really really pay attention to. But she was ranked at two forty five, and also ranked at one eighty five. My Jersey girl, vicious Vicky. Again, I love you. Um, she's killing it i mean she's working obviously at iwf tcw ispw in north jersey and you know she was trained by pat buck you know down at wrestle pro she's a wrestle pool mm-hmm. girl and um, i met her at the world famous monster factory you know when i when i first got started in wrestling so you know she's we've uh we bonded over jersey shore believe it or not and <laughs> love that literally we we like we literally bonded over that a lot so but she you know she's one of my both of them are two of my favorite people that in the business that i've worked with you know, currently and in the past. So I'm really, really proud of them and a lot of girls on the indies that, you know, really cracked, you know, the 250, you know, the, and then they say that the two, two, one of the best 
wrestlers in the world, you know, in, in the PWI. So mm-hmm. congrats Kudos, to them. Congratulations to those ladies. Absolutely. 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 So obviously, you know, this week, you know, um, we have Raw tonight that we're, as we're taping this right now. And then there's, of course, NXT. I'm actually heading to Philly this I'm Wednesday. I'm so jealous. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually heading to Philly. So when you're listening to this, guys, it will be a Thursday morning. But um, I had to get this out of the way because I'm going to be extremely busy this week. But, yeah, I will be going to um, Philly for AW Dynamite slash Rampage. And I got the bombshell. <laughs> oh, man. Okada. It's going to be teaming with Orange I literally Cassidy. was half asleep and like, cause like I'm old guys. Like I call it spade a spade. Like I usually watch wrestling in bed. I fall asleep on it, whatever. Judge yeah. me. Um, so I was half asleep and I was hurt. Like, it's like Orange Cassidy. I was like, okay, whatever. And I was like, wait, is that, is that wait a minute. Like I immediately jumped out of my bed. and was like, okay. Like, all right, right. what? I, I record these things again. I'm old. I fall asleep. I was like, rewind. Did I slip up on the Twitter streets? Oh, on a random Wednesday. Oh, Hey, and the guys don't know I live in Baltimore, so like about two and a half hours out of Philly. I'm like, damn, I got things to do this week. But any other time, I would be like, you know what? I'm gonna have to just <laughs> get sick on Thursday and have to call it in because how yeah, are you gonna I'll see definitely. that, right? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I'll be taking some pictures for you and all that. And um, I'll give my thoughts. I may do a, a special um additional um episode, maybe over the weekend or something like that, and talk about my experience at uh at um at at AEW's uh dynamite kind of a special a special one i might do just some bonus content or whatever the case but um before we get out of here once again gabby let them know where they can find you on social media you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at hi gabby so h-i-i-g-a-b-i-i and as always, thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Hey, like I said, you're a contributor. I, I consider you my official contributor to the DLU podcast on the wrestling end. I always wanted, you know, another perspective, but I appreciate the fact that there's there's a lot of women that are in the wrestling journalism space. And I've always, always, always wanted, you know, somebody with the knowledge that you have, you know, to to come on and and give your takes, give your opinions and intelligent opinions i might add too so <laughs> thank you again i thank you very much for what you contributed to the show and um i'll definitely be uh, talking to you soon well that does it for this week's edition of the d loop podcast once again i want to thank gabby for stopping by once again to recap some wrestling and all that is going on with tna i'm really excited to see what happens in the year 2024 not only with them but the entire landscape of the world of professional wrestling you know, this weekend, I have the honor and privilege of re-announcing a wedding, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, baby. I have emceed weddings. I've done that along with being a DJ at weddings. But I get to be an actual ring announcer for Meredith and Anton's wedding this coming Saturday. I'm so excited about it. You might see some snippets of it. So if there's any, you know, future married couples out there that's looking for that ring announcer, especially if you're doing a wrestling theme style uh, reception call on your boy i'm here for you i'll introduce you as if this was wrestlemania if this was SummerSlam or turkey slam for that matter so um hit me up just shoot me a dm but again if you're listening to this podcast for the first time or if you're just getting it you know manually again i encourage you no matter what platform that you're listening to it on hit the subscribe button so you'll get Content every week in addition to some bonus content that I may drop occasionally as well. Mainly leading into the world of professional wrestling if there's some breaking news that I have to talk about. 
So again, hit the subscribe button. I'm on all platforms, multiple platforms. So make sure you do that. All of my social media, with the exception of Facebook, okay, is at the real DT Lou. So Instagram threads, X slash Twitter, spills, um, every every single one of them, all of them, the real DT Lou. Facebook is Derek T. Lewis official page. Go to my store, all right? It's uh, shop.derektlewis.com. Again, I have um, breast cancer awareness um, hoodies and tees and all proceeds that I get from the sales of those of those two items will go directly towards the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Make sure you check out their social media. And they're a legit organization and I promise you it's definitely um, for a worthy cause. And of course... My single is out, guys, in making this round. You know, Espacion featuring the one and only Angie Stars is on all platforms. The, the music video is on Vivo slash YouTube, Apple Music, and Tidal. So make sure you str- get those streams up, share it with your family, your friends, your ex, whoever. Make sure you get it out to the people. And again, it's streaming um, every day on 99.7 to Heat Miami. Shout out to Radio Pushers, Jonathan P. Wright and the family over there, you know, for you know, for giving my, um, my music some love, you know, they've been supporting me for the last six years and I definitely appreciate all they've done for my music side of my career. Well, I'm going to get out of here, guys. And as I always say, no matter what it is you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.